0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Samuels vs. Schlanger. I am Leighton Samuels. I am Leighton Schlanger, and I have a bone to pick with you, my friend. What? What could I possibly have done? You, you committed adultery. You cheated on me with another podcast. It wasn't another podcast. It was, it was. We know fantasy. Like, we're a part of their team now, so. I just went on another podcast with them. Well, did you bring me along? Because last I heard, I was sitting here waiting for you to come home and watch the... I didn't leave home. I literally... I, I was in this exact room doing the podcast from this chair. It's not a chair right now. You're sitting on a yoga ball. Are you trying to help your back problems while cheating on me? I'm not... Oh, my God. Dude, it's... It didn't mean anything, okay? I promise, you're my number one. Well, are, are you going to tell them that? Well, I imagine they're going to listen to this. Well, are they? Be- uh, do they support you the way that I support you, bro? I, I'm Yes, they do. They do. They're a really wonderful group of people. And I have no doubt that they listen to our podcast. Well, maybe you should ask them about it next time. I'm not going to ask them about... Whether they listened to the podcast? No, no, no! Don't ask whether they listened because then you can't catch them in the trap. You gotta ask them something specific about what you said in the podcast. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trick these people. It's I don't, I don't care if they listen to this podcast. Or, oh my God! Not only did you cheat on this podcast, you also are now saying that you do not care that they. Do not listen to this podcast. I never said that they do not listen to this podcast, and I think they do listen to the. What? What? Why are you freaking out, dude? Well, I don't know. It's just like you got this whole life out there, and I'm stuck here. What do you mean you're stuck here? You're my legal name. You're like my entire actual life. Yeah, but like you have like things to do, and and is this is this really what like what our listeners want to listen to? Is just like us griping about personal things well i don't know uh you're the one that started it so you know if you want to just we're gonna do the segment samuels is wrong there we go our listeners love that segment samuels is wrong samuels went to another podcast i yes i did and you know what i'm probably going to contribute to that podcast again wow wow just just wow You know, I don't even know what to say. Just the betrayal and the blatant. You're not even apologizing. I have not heard a single apology from you, bro. Okay, we have a lot of football to talk about. Oh, fine, just ignore me. So we had the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars last night. We're going to recap that. We also have running back duos on the same team and the value of each of those. Who's worth more? We'll find out. Uh, We also have some other lineup advice, uh, general trade potential advice, just to hit some little quick hitters here at the end. So we got a lot to talk about. Do you want to tell them to hit the drop? Yeah, no, I don't. You know, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I went on another podcast. You're my boy. You're my number one. Ah, I can't stay mad at you. Hit that drop, baby. Let's do this. This is the drop. This is the drop. This This is the drop. Samuel's versus Schlager. Oh, this is gonna be brutal bang bang all right let's get this going i'm really glad that you came around well you know that like you are nothing without me so it's the least i could do for you is is to come back and help you out with this podcast i really appreciate that we had Miami Dolphins. We had the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars. I can't even say Jaguars. Well, it's a tough word for someone as mentally inept as you are. Thank God. Yep, we're definitely back. So one of these teams sh- teams showed up, and I believe that was the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitz Magic Baby. Fitzmagic. Oh whoa whoa whoa! You can't you can't go baby. That's like my thing. That is literally... I go, Ryan Fitzmagic, baby! I do that. You can't do that. Well, okay. I got very excited. I apologize for stealing your thunder. Ryan Fitzmagic, baby. This dude absolutely tore Jacksonville apart through the air, on the ground. Like, the dude had seven rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. Like, that fantasy production alone was was spectacular to see. I mean, so he puts together a grand total of 24.7 fantasy points. You got to love that. Jacksonville had been playing better on defense up to this point. I'm a little surprised that they gave Fitzmagic that much room, but but that's but that's the thing. Like this is what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He has some of these games where I mean, 18 for 20. The dude completed 90% of his passes through no interceptions. That says anti-Ryan Fitzpatrick as you could possibly get is this a sign for the future absolutely not Ryan Fitzpatrick is staying on waivers uh and not in the free agent pool do not pick him up but it's fun to see and it just goes to show you that any quarterback in this league can be great can be a great streaming option in the right situation now speaking of great streaming options a lot of people were very high on Gardner Minshew on the other side of the ball going into this uh, going into this game. He went 30 for 42 for 275 yards and an interception, no touchdowns. And he he only got 22 yards on the ground over on on three carries, like a, an extremely disappointing performance. From someone who a lot of people were relying on. I heard, I saw all over Twitter that people were, were benching Deshaun Watson this week for Gardner Minshew. And oh boy, this was not the right week for that. Uh, and well, so yes, Gardner Minshew certainly struggled. Fun fact, his 9.2 fantasy points that he got you this week. Is only the second time in his illustrious career that he got you single-digit fantasy points. His only other time was uh, Week Nine last year against Houston, in which he got seven point eight. Like, this is this. I think this is an anomaly performance from Gardner Minshew, which is strange because it happened against against a defense that you don't particularly fear. As a quarterback, and, and and starting your quarterback against, I mean, if you look at his completion, uh, it is his completion percentage. It was still half decent, like it's it's just over, just over seventy percent. Um, his interception. So so here's the thing. Here was the problem with Gardner Minshew because uh, while you're bummed out about it, honestly, bro, like if Chris Conley just does his job, this is a very different game. Uh, And I think that Gardner Minshew has a much better game. Chris Conley, like, this was just from me watching the game. Like, I I don't even have every single opportunity. I mean, if you look at this, Chris Conley caught three of eight targets. I know two of those were drops on third downs that would have extended drives. One of those was an unfortunate, I don't know if it was a miscommunication or if Gardner Minshew just completely missed him. But Gardner Minshew, and this was, you know, Gardner's fault. He overthrew the guy. He was wide open in the end zone. I think Minshew was expecting it to be a more contested ball where uh, Conley was going to go more towards the sideline and that just didn't happen. So they just disconnected on that. And then Gardner Minshew's interception was because Chris Conley just let Xavier Howard just just have his way with him. Like, Chris Conley, in running his route, just let Xavier Howard pin him against that sideline, get perfect position on him, and what was supposed to be a jump ball just ended up going right into Xavier Howard's hands. Like, if Chris Conley has a better game, and in, and in this case, I think if DJ Chark plays this game... It is a very, very different game for Gardner Minshew. I think he was really missing his number one option, even if Chark has been struggling from a fantasy standpoint this year. Like, he would not have had to rely on Chris Conley that entire time. Moving on to running backs. Thank you so much for the the Minshew. Oh, well, you are very welcome. (laughs) Okay, Uh, moving on to the running backs for Miami. Miles Gaskin is the guy. Like it really sucks. Jordan Howard is getting all of the goal line looks. He, <laughs> his yards per attempt on this season is zero point seven five yards per attempt. He has three touchdowns on the season, including one tonight, which is only like you cannot start Jordan Howard in your fantasy league despite his three touchdowns. Miles Gaskin got twenty two carries today. Uh this the 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 ball carrier who carried the ball the second most was Ryan Fitzpatrick for seven. Like Miles Gaskin is the guy you want in this backfield if you want any of them. Miles Gaskin also caught all five of his targets for 29 yards. Like that is super promising. The only bummer is Jordan Howard is going to steal touches at the goal line where you get those touchdowns. And on the Jacksonville Jaguars side of the ball. I know we had an entire segment on this early or late in the the preseason, just before the season began, on how much of a mess this was. This is not a mess of a backfield. This is James Robinson's backfield, and it is not even close. What an absolute monster game for the young, undrafted free agent. I am super happy for the guy I am also very unhappy that we did not pick him up in our league whenever we had the chance. That was okay. I yeah, that was that was my bad. I did not <laughs> I did not think that, that he would he would take over, and I, I wasn't paying attention to the preseason buzz uh, among Jacksonville. The guy put up twenty-seven point nine fantasy points. Um, sorry, that was half PPR. And I usually I do PPR. In PPR That's, uh, God, more than that. It's closer to 29 fantasy points. Like, what an absolute amazing performance by a guy, by a running back, in a losing effort. Exactly! Like, this guy is only going to get better if Jacksonville can take some leads. Which they've shown in the past that, like, their offense can hum. And they they can... spend some time in games and try to to hold on to leads. James Robinson might be pushing his way into like RB2 territory, you think? I, I don't know. This was just one game against Miami, but it certainly gives you confidence moving forward. Pass catchers on the Miami side, Devontae Parker only five targets, uh tied for the most, uh, with Miles Gaskin, but Miami didn't really need to to throw a lot this game. I mean, five receptions for 69 yards. He caught all five of them, uh, five of his targets. But Brian Fitzpatrick has been spreading the ball around. And Preston Williams caught the the touchdown, caught one of the touchdowns. Mike Jacecki caught the other one. You know I love Mike Jacecki. I am surprised he only got three targets, but he's always looked at towards the end zone. Another touchdown for him. He's going to keep that high floor value at tight end um i mean you you can go ahead and take jacksonville receivers because i don't want to whoa i don't want to either bro because it was rough out there like i said chris conley uh had eight targets he actually led the team in targets you thought that maybe keelan cole would have a big game he didn't he caught four of his five targets but he wasn't fantasy relevant with DJ Chark out. James Robinson had the most receiving yards from the running back position, so not a lot to learn there. If we if we were hoping for more Tyler Eifert from tight end, because he had a pretty decent target share, he didn't do much. He caught two of his three targets for 11 yards. Like Jacksonville was just rough. They were rough this game, and this was a huge opportunity to get their offense right against a Miami Dolphins defense that was struggling. And that's actually a question, should we should we be fading some of our streamers uh because I know we've kind of been targeting the Miami Dolphins as a weak defense, should we be kind of fading that in the future? No, I don't think so. I mean, Gardner Minshew was still young uh and they were missing their top uh pass catching option. So I think this was just the Jacksonville Jaguars struggling less than the Miami Dolphins actually being a solid defense. All right, Um, great analysis. Good job, Schlanger. Good job, Samuels. Nope, never mind. You suck, Samuels. I'm still mad at you. (laughs) Make up your damn mind. Make up your darn mind. Darn. (laughs) That's right. You broke the rule before I did. You're... Well, we can bleep that out later, maybe. Um, Anyway, we have a live read that we're going to get to. Um, If you can pass me that. You know there's no paper here. You're just going to read it off the computer screen. No, 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 pass me the paper. There's nothing. Just read, read the live read. Okay, okay. These days, it can be hard to motivate yourself to leave the house. You have shows to watch, podcasts to listen to, and podcasts to listen to listen to podcasts but sometimes you just gotta get out and hit the streets. The next time that happens, we've got you covered with pants. No more awkward conversations while being forcibly removed from public transit. Pants will grant you access to all sorts of places, libraries, coffee shops, even Taco Bell. The best part is if you use the promo code SVS, you can get 20% off with capris or 50% off with shorts. Get it? Fractions. That's promo code SVS. Pants. Remember me from February? <laughs> That's a COVID joke. Yes, yes, it is a COVID joke because we haven't gone outside since March. Well, since February because we all had to be in in March. Should 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 the should they have written down March in there? Well, it's too late now. We already read February, and it's not like we're going back. Well, it was still a good COVID joke. Yeah, I think I thought so too. A um, little on the nose, but well. You know, when you're selling products, you just got to lay it all out there, don't you? Just like this podcast, we lay it all out here for you every single day. We only do the podcast twice a week, so how are we doing this every single day? Every single day, I slave over this podcast. Well, I appreciate your commitment. Um, Let's get to those running back duos. First up, we have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, both Tampa Bay running backs. Bruce Arians swears that Ronald Jones is the guy. Ronald Jones has been the starter for the past two weeks. He ran for a touchdown last week. Um, what do you What do you make of this situation? Oh, so now you want to hear from me? I've, I've been wanting to hear from you this entire podcast. You do your thing, man. Fine. Okay, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, well, so Leonard Fournette... Is definitely the guy that I would rather have in this situation. If you just look at last game, sure, Ronald Jones got the start, but Leonard Fournette ended up with. I have this. I have this stat here right now. I promise. Uh, he ended up with five more rush attempts and three more targets in that game against the Panthers. And you can say like, oh, maybe that's just how it ended up because they kind of ran away with that game. They did not fully run away with that game. Sure, they had they had a, a decent lead, but they did not fully run away with that game until Leonard Fournette breaks off a 46-yard touchdown run. Now, if you look at Leonard Fournette, even, so he's been averaging 6.4 yards per carry this this season. Ronald Jones has only been averaging 3.7. And even if you take away the 46-yard touchdown run, which I don't even think is completely fair, because this is a thing that Leonard Leonard Fournette does, he breaks off big gains. In two of his four years in the league so far, he has broken off an 80-yard run and a 90-yard run. It is a thing that he does. But, Let's take it away for argument's sake. He still has four yards per attempt, which is more than Ronald Jones. Yeah, but if 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 you're claiming that that Leonard Fournette is is the lead guy for sure, then you're also implying that he's going to be leading in the passing game, which A, also takes away the fact that LaShawn McCoy got his fair share of targets last week. Um, I mean, this is kind of a, a three-headed monster where... We're, uh, we're kind of leaving LaShawn McCoy aside because, oh, because we don't think that LaShawn McCoy is going to make a huge difference down the line. He will certainly be used in the passing game like he was last game. But this is between Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones for the fantasy-relevant running back in Tampa Bay. I think you're absolutely right. But speaking of receiving... Leonard Fournette has five receptions, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Ronald Jones has four receptions, averaging 5 yards per carry this season so far. Pretty much even yards per reception, not yards per carry. You're absolutely right. Yards per reception. And I honestly, aside from that 46-yard touchdown run, the difference between 4 yards per carry and 3.7 yards per carry, I mean, it's something, but this is also small sample size through two games. If Bruce Arians is saying Ronald Jones is the guy, then Ronald Jones is the guy. Well, but let's not let's not forget the, like the quality of running back. Just like ignore what's happened this year and ignore the usage so far. And who would you rather have on your team? You have Leonard Fournette, who averaged only four point three yards per attempt last year. But like we said a few weeks ago, he was. Third, in yards after first contact in the league. And so his issues last year had nothing to do with him as a running back. And they had everything to do with the terrible offensive line in Jacksonville. He also had 76 receptions last year. He has proven he can be a three down back. But but Ronald Jones, uh, it's, it's so sure, he only had 31 receptions last year, but he averaged 10 yards per reception. Leonard Fournette only averaged 6.9 yards per reception. Ronald Jones, when he, when he gets the ball in his hand in open space, he can make things happen. But honestly, it doesn't matter what you say. It really doesn't matter what you say about Ronald Jones, and it doesn't, uh, frankly, I don't even think it matters what Bruce Arian says about Ronald Jones, because... Only one of these two players was featured on Tom Brady's Instagram account, and that is Leonard Fournette. And not one, but two pictures. That's, that is two, two pictures more than Ronald Jones, and that is infinitely more than Ronald Jones was represented on Tom Brady's Instagram account. So so you're, you're boiling this down to social media? yes. I'm boiling it down to Tom Brady's social media, and Tom Brady is going to be the leader in that offense. Give me Leonard Fournette. Give me Ronald Jones. You don't even sound like you believe that. I I do for the most part, <laughs> but you make a strong case for Leonard Fournette. We're only going to talk about these next two for just a bit because we hit them... <laughs> We actually hit these two last Friday, exactly a week ago, and they still have not played a game since uh, since we talked about them, and they don't even have a bye week. It's just that they played the Thursday game last week, and they're playing on Sunday this week, so we have Nick Chubb, we have Kareem Hunt, and here, okay, here's the thing. Not only did you go to another podcast, here we go again, not only did you go to another podcast, you also took my argument. I was arguing last week. That you did not want Nick Chubb. And then you go on that podcast because I listened to it, because I care about you, uh, and you start talking about Nick Chubb is a sell candidate and how you need to get Nick Chubb off your team. That's my argument. I'm the one who's saying that you should sell Nick Chubb. So since you're saying sell Nick Chubb, why don't you why don't you talk to, to the people for a little bit about that? Just a little bit. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to talk for more than a little bit because this is my podcast now. Um, Kareem Hunt is without a doubt the guy you want to own in the Cleveland Browns backfield. If you just look at last game, Kareem Hunt only had two fewer fantasy points than Nick Chubb in a game in which the Cleveland Browns were leading for 78% of the game. Kareem Hunt is supposed to be the guy that comes in when they're losing and he catches passes and helps them catch up. And honestly, I think that's going to be the case more often than not. But what this has proven is that Kareem Hunt has about the same value as Nick Chubb, even when they are winning. When you're talking about just that last game, sure. But look at the carry splits. Nick Chubb had 22 carries. Kareem Hunt had 10. Yes, but Kareem Hunt averaged 8.6 yards per carry with that. And sure... Nick Chubb averaged five point six. That's 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 no that's no, nothing to poo poo at. Nothing to poo poo at. You're something to poo poo at. And Nick Chubb only had one fewer reception. So Nick Chubb outtouched Kareem Hunt by twenty three to twelve. That is that is almost Nick, Kareem Hunt barely got 50, barely got fifty percent of the opportunities that Nick Chubb had, and we chase opportunity in fantasy football. But do you really think that the Cleveland Browns are going to have a good enough defense to keep Nick Chubb on the field? Yes, I th- I think they're dealing with a lot of injuries now, but I think they're going to to find their own. Remember, they play the Bengals again. Um, like they they don't have the hardest schedule. And if you look at, at kind of the, the, the past history of these two running backs, Nick Chubb, in his three years in the league, including this one, he has never averaged less than five yards per carry. That's insane. Kareem Hunt, in his three years in the league prior to this one, he's never averaged more than 4.9 yards per carry. Nick Chubb is clearly the superior between the tackles running back and plus, last year, when they were both on the same team, they both averaged 7.7 yards per reception, so you can't even say that Kareem Hunt is better in space, but, but he is definitively a better pass catcher. Kareem Hunt's drop rate, which is, you know, that's the big thing that you don't want out of a running back, is these little dump-off passes to be dropped. Hunt's drop rate was half of what Chubb's was last year. Chubb's was close to 10 uh was was just over 8%. Hunt's was barely over 4%. So Kareem Hunt is going to be the trusted back for catching passes. They line him up outside. They send him out on, on routes from the backfield. He if they are playing from behind, Kareem Hunt will carry the most value. Sell Nick Chubb, just do it. Find a a a wide receiver one I bet you could get I, I bet you could easily get Devante Adams for Nick Chubb right now and I do not think that is something that you will be able to do after this Sunday and I think you should hang on to Chubb especially since uh if you're looking at the fantasy playoff schedule weeks 15 and 16. the Cleveland Browns have the New York Giants and the New York Jets If you wanna win your fantasy league, you want Nick Chubb on your team. That is all we're going to do for those two. Uh, If you wanna hear more about them, you can go back to last week when we were analyzing the uh, Bengals-Browns game. We are going to jump to J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. Why though? Like, honestly, why? Like, uh, uh, neither of them have been of any value recently. Over 50% of Mark Ingram's fantasy points came on one play, and that was a garbage-time 30-yard touchdown runs against the Texans. Without that, without the nine points that he got there, he has 8.4 total fantasy points over two games. Ingram is practically unusable, and J.K. Dobbins is not being used at all. Which is insane because he's clearly shown that he has talent. Yes, but Dobbins will, will get to it. Gus Edwards is, is, is being used more than Dobbins, but that's because Gus Edwards is already familiar with the offense. Dobbins is electric when he gets out there, but no rookie is going to get a lot of playing time until the coaches, and particularly Harbaugh, are completely confident that they are familiar with the playbook and all of their blocking assignments. He They need to protect Lamar Jackson Hang on to Dobbins. Buy Dobbins if you can, because I think down the stretch he will be an extremely valuable asset. Um, is, is that? Do you have more to say about these two guys? I actually, I actually don't. That was literally it for, for the, the Ravens running backs. But we have the LA Chargers running backs, which has become a lot more interesting of a backfield split than we ever could have predicted going into this year. Yeah, Josh Kelly is available in 60% of ESPN leagues still, and to me, that is crazy. He is tied for eighth in the league in rush attempts. He has the same number of rush attempts as not only his teammate, Austin Eckler, he also has the same number of rush attempts as Joe Mixon, as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. These are workhorse backs, and Josh Kelly is getting that kind of work. Now, now the Chargers have also been playing from ahead. They were playing from ahead against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's why he's getting some of his work. But if they were playing ahead against the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be playing ahead a lot. I think the Chargers defense is really good this year. They held down Patrick Mahomes. They almost won that game against arguably the best offense in, in the NFL. So, I think the Chargers are going to be playing from ahead, and I think that Joshua Kelly is going to get an insane workload. And if you're talking snap count, he was on on the field for 52% of the Chargers' snaps last week. Austin Eckler was on the field for 57%. This is a split work, this is a, a split backfield right down the middle. And honestly, I think just like the Browns, this is one of those rare situations where the offense will be able to support two fantasy relevant running backs. And if you if you marched into this week against the Carolina Panthers with both Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly in your lineup, how <laughs> did you just say his name? He's got an E before the Y at the end of his name. It's Joshua Kelly. Um, if you if you walk into this weekend with both of them in your lineup. I would be perfectly confident that they would both be able to score points. I am really excited about both of these players in the backfield. I, I agree with you. I am still more excited about Austin Eckler. He was the number four running back in fantasy last week. We know that he can maintain his production even with a kind of two down back. In Melvin Gordon last year, Joshua Kelly this year, Austin Eckler has top 10 uh, top 10 running back upside. I think Joshua Kelly is maybe in the in the RB2 at best RB2 maybe a flex uh, consideration. And we are running out of time so I want to get to these little quick hits and these little tidbits to help you out before we we close out. First off buy Houston Texans players. Buy them. Maybe not don't overpay for them this week because I still think that David Johnson and Deshaun Watson are going to struggle against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, but they're, they're better days ahead for the Houston Texans offense for, all, for how terrible Bill O'Brien is as a GM. He is a good offensive coach. And they, they, you always get good fantasy production out of these uh, skill players and out of Deshaun Watson. I think I think I want Brandon Cooks over Will Fuller at this point. I, there's no word on why Wolf, Will Fuller was sitting out for entire drives last Sunday. He's not on the injury report this week. We don't know what's going on with him. Brandon Cooks... Will most likely be the number one wide receiver on that offense going forward. And if you can, speaking about buying players, get Deontay Johnson on your team. He he is second in the league amongst wide receivers in targets. Like, are you kidding me? Get him on your team. You won't be able to after he burns the Houston Texans the de- uh, defense this this uh, this weekend and. Yeah, that's that's really all the analysis there. Get Deontay Johnson on your team. You follow opportunity in fantasy, and he has all the opportunity if you can. I actually talked about this on the uh, on the last on the podcast. I was oh, now you're gonna talk about it on the contributors podcast with We Know Fantasy. Flip Josh Allen, sell him for an RB one or two if you can get him, and a wide receiver one or two if you can get him. I mean. He is blowing up right now against subpar defenses. Well, we just talked about Miami not being a subpar defense. We talked about Gardner Minshew not doing well against them. But if you sell Josh Allen for a good running back or wide receiver where depth isn't as, as, as big of a thing, like Ryan Fitzpatrick just put up 24.7 fantasy points. You can find streaming quarterbacks in the free agent pool but you can't do that. You can't just find a new RB1 or RB2. It just unwavers. Sell Josh Allen if you can. That's all the time we have today. That's all I have. Do you have anything else? Ah, I forgive you for everything. Just remember where you came from. Don't get too big for your britches. Because, baby, you're stuck here with me. <laughs> all right. Um, just a reminder: you can find us every single Tuesday and every single Friday at www.wenofantasy.com. We you can also find us at Wenofantasy on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at LtSchlamuels. That's both of us. <laughs> You're right. At LtSchlamuels on Twitter. You can find me at LeightonSamuelsOfficial on Instagram. And you can continue to find us on Spotify. Keep an eye out for those links. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. See you.